You're listening to the You and You podcast. Yo, 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 it's the You and You podcast. We Unproductive here. and unapologetic. What's yeah. up, fellas? What's good? What's good? What's happening? What's happening? We all here in a monsoon for y'all. If you like what you hear here, make sure you tell a friend. It's the You and You podcast. gonna hold you it's your boy o king johnny o h underscore k i n g underscore johnny j o n n y next to me is it's your boy son the mother's of a cold words of rock because i love the liquor <laughs> next to him is it's your boy rip catch me on greatest i am blog.com instagram greatest.i.am.blog next to him is scott author of hypocrisy in america the veil of white supremacy available on amazon.com i guarantee you with some things in there you don't know Facts. Next to him is It's your main man Littles You can catch me on Twitter And Instagram At Littles112C That's 1126i I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> It's the You and You podcast Unproductive and unapologetic. That's us, sir. Kawhi Leonard is a Toronto Raptor. (laughs) He probably at Drake House right now. (laughs) Doing the uh, In My Feelings Challenge. I don't know. (laughs) No, I don't know. Kawhi, Kawhi do you love me? (laughs) Kawhi Leonard drives a 1997 Chevy Tahoe. I don't think he gives a damn about Drake. Right. (laughs) He done went from the desert to the frozen tundra. Yeah, man. It's a big (laughs) jump. Totally different. Nigga hated San Antonio so bad he had to leave the country. It was him and Pop? It was Pop? That was Pop. Wasn't getting along with Pop. Yeah, I think yeah, it was Pop. Well, the organization. The yeah, word the is that things are changing in the in the the uh, culture of San Antonio. Okay. I personally feel like San Antonio just benefited from uh, having three players that were really good and that didn't really. Uh, so let's go back. You had David Robinson, mm-hmm. who was uh, soft. He's an also, but he was a Navy. You know, yeah, he come from guy. that. Uh-huh. Follow orders, follow direction, uh-huh. military background. Model then, citizen. Mm-hmm. Model citizen. Then uh-huh. you get a player like Duncan who's sort of like just go with the flow, listen mm-hmm. to your superior. And then they was fortunate to get a player in Tony Parker and in Ginobili that never they played in the them. U.S. They right. play out of the country and they, mm-hmm. they come, they don't, they don't have that American culture. So Pop was able to capitalize on having players that just follow suit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Starting five gone, right? Everybody yeah. gone. Starting five. Yeah. But now you look at players of today, they had an issue with Aldridge last year. He wanted out right. uh, mm-hmm. before Pop had the big meeting with him. And now uh, this past season, it was Kawhi Leonard. And I just think things are changing in San Antonio, man. It's, it's, it's you know, Pop has been real good at changing things on the floor as a coach. Mm-hmm. Now he has to work on maybe changing things to adjust to the type of players he's getting now. We'll in see the how locker that goes. Rooms. We'll oh, see no, how that goes. Right. But talk about it. I think he's – I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut him by him. I'll go, go first. Go, um, go in, brother. I think that Pop may give one year of this rebuilding stuff because he's not used to it mm. and be done. Wow. Because he literally has wow. nothing to prove. True. That's I, true. And I think, like, after Phil Jackson showed his true colors in New York – 
people see Pop as the greatest coach of all time now. Because mm, I lost a lot of respect for the whole – the way Jackson. he treated uh, Melo and the posse comment about LeBron. I lost a lot of respect for Phil Jackson. So now I see Pop as the greatest coach of all time. It's I've funny. been felt that way. I feel like oh, – go ahead. Before go ahead. you go, John, okay. I feel like Larry Brown was a better coach than Phil Jackson. With doing more with less? Yes. Okay. That, that's how I felt. Because they got to the finals that one time? Did he not beat Phil Jackson head-to-head? With the best players in the world on Phil Jackson's team. Oh, that's right. He did coach. He coached Detroit. Detroit, right? yes. Okay. I thought you, so I thought you were speaking about Iverson. My oh bad. no, no, no. What would I? Nah. <laughs> why are you playing my man like <laughs> no, that? Saying, man? We about to. I just know I'm about to come across this table right now. <laughs> I just know that the Iverson, uh, the Iverson crew is sitting nah, next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a fact. Iverson, my man. But the fake number when three he got nah, but when Larry Brown got players that agreed to what they were good his, at, his system, his system, mm-hmm. he beat. Phil Jackson and he had the better players, the better player, two players on his team, which was Shaq and Kobe. Kobe. Mm. Yes, Kobe. Good point. Good point. <laughs> back back to Kawhi, unless anybody else wants to talk. Yeah. yeah uh, I hope that his uncle, who seems to be running things over, his uncle Dennis, who seems to be his mouthpiece, because everybody that knows basketball knows Kawhi don't speak. Right, right, right. He's an emotionless robot. His uncle is managing. So his uncle is running things. I hope he knows that. If he doesn't play in Toronto or does another bullshit injury, he's not getting paid. And the rules state that if he doesn't play this year, that contract is going to roll over the next year. Mm-hmm. So he won't be a free agent at the end of the year all if he right. tries to do this again. But I hope he knows all that before he goes there. He's definitely going to play. Yeah. Um, at this point, San Antonio could, could have paid Kawhi something like $210 million. Yeah, the Supermax contract. Raptors can pay him one hundred and ninety. Anybody yeah. outside yeah. of the Raptors, you're looking at about 140 to $50 million. Mm-hmm. So at this point, Kawhi has already lost a significant or will lose if he leaves Toronto a significant amount of money. So I don't think it's really about money at this point. Go ahead, Rip. But yeah, he was he already losing money for the fact that he's in Toronto because Canada's taxes are a killer. They have, they have some of the worst taxes for an NBA player. Yeah. And when you think about Kawhi, like – at some point, he gonna have to get out of this, as Little said, this emotionless state. Especially if you try and play for the Lakers. I mean, that's that's when you go to LA. That's that's the top market right there. But so. do we have to if he has somebody in front of him like, like LeBron? LeBron? That's a fact. I was just. And he from LA? Yeah, yeah I understand. He's, he's from yeah, okay. I understand that. Yeah, but I'm just saying he he yeah. gotta just you know show a little more. I feel you. Yeah. But his his I'm sorry to cut you off. Right nah. quick. Um. Did he ever say he wanted to play with the Lakers, or did he just say he wants to go to L.A.? Originally, yeah, it was the Lakers. It was originally the Lakers, okay. Now he's saying he L.A. Just, LA. He just wants to be in L.A. But, but I think look. that Toronto has amazing fans. If you ever see their playoff, they got the thing called Jurassic mm-hmm. Park outside. Uh-huh. Their fans That's love bad. them. Yeah. yeah, I think if he gets to experience that type of love from a bigger city, for those who don't know, Toronto is like Canada's New York. Yeah, They're really big up there, and they're really passionate. Mm-hmm. I think if he experiences that, being in a big city for the first time because he's coming from a small market. Mm-hmm. If he experienced that love, he might stay. I and, and you know he's the type of personality. I kind of said that. I said to, he'll mess around and stay in Toronto. Yeah, look at Paul George. He's you know, Oklahoma won't be on it. Yeah, Drake right. already <laughs> shouting him out on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I mean Instagram. But yeah. To take away from this whole subject, Drake gotta be making some bank if taxes is that bad in Canada. Well, you know he don't live in. Yeah, he don't live it. His main residence in Cali, which is taxed like yeah. a motherfucker. Dang. Yeah, his his main residence in in Cali, mm-hmm. and when you think about it, that's the thing that's not working in Toronto's favor is that 
with DeRozan, he really liked to be there. Most people don't want to be in Toronto. I was yeah. going to say, we didn't talk about DeRozan. Do, do, how he feel about going to San Antonio? He's pissed. Yeah. He He's, be pissed. He's pissed. So what's stopping him from going to join LeBron sometime in the near future? Well, he still has to uh, on his contract. He's still on the contract. He can't do uh, How many do years? Three? three? Three more years. Three? Oh, yeah. He um, can't do nothing. I think, oh, he, has, yeah. I think he has a player option in the third. And uh. DeRozan is one of those people that has that something stuck in his mind about loyalty. Mm-hmm. Like when you get into the NFL or any professional sports, you got to know it's a business first. And you won't, I don't think you'll ever be hurt in the professional sports once you learn everything is a business. There is no loyalty. That's right. Well, you can be loyal to, to your team <laughs> all you want, but if I see an offer that's going to make my team better, get your ass out of here. Bye. That, that's why people, LeBron do the I wish people general. realized that when LeBron left Miami. But, but DeRozan was more blown, I don't like, I, I, <laughs> cut, cut the comment. During the it. summer league, they the, team, the GM went to DeRozan and said, we're not going to trade you. And then they actually, traded him. For real? No, yeah. actually, that's not how that conversation went. The, the GM said the conversation, he asked them, you know, what were they looking for moving forward? And the GM was telling him what he was expecting from uh, oh, yeah, DeRozan yeah, yeah. moving right, forward. Right, yeah. DeRozan took that as, yeah. I'm good if the GM saying to me, look, this is what we expecting from you moving forward. Yeah, he did come out and say it was a miscommunication. Yeah, it was a miscommunication. The yeah. GM was saying, I wasn't necessarily saying that, no, there's no way in the world he would be traded. He asked me a question, and I answered this question. Moving yeah, yeah. forward, this is what we expect from you. As a GM, he said, I don't know what what my decision is going to be from Monday to Friday because I could have got no call and then got a call Friday and like, look, we'll offer crazy. you this for this. Right. That's the position of a general manager. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't know what type of call you're going to get. You know what I mean? But um, at the end of the day, I he's mad right now, but it's good for De- DeRozan because – they say he's a gym rat. Mm-hmm. He's he lives, sleeps, and drinks basketball. That's perfect for a coach like Pop. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pop going you. Pop going love yeah, that. Yeah, Pop mm-hmm. going to get you where you really need yeah, to be. That's gonna be the best coach you ever played for. West though. Yeah, that's And what you said, Rip, that should be more reason for Kawhi to be happy. The East is open. The it best is. player in the league is, is but out. the latest reports that's been coming out about Kawhi's comments has been of such as he ain't really tripping off of that part. He more so just want to be home. But he might be the best player in the East. Yeah, he might be. Yeah, but but his mindset is not that. He's not worried about that. From right. This is what's being reported that's coming from him. Like right. they were saying, he don't care about joining no super team, no none of he that. He just want to go home. He just want to go home. He just Which is be L.A. In LA. Yeah, he want to be in L.A. This, is all, this all could have been uh, This all could have been avoided, the way they treated his injury. Yeah, yeah. No it I think it could have been handled better on both sides. No doubt, no doubt, yeah. no doubt, no doubt. And a quick, enough. a quick defense on Phil Jackson. You said earlier how Phil Jackson handled Carmelo Anthony. Mm-hmm. At this point, and watching Carmelo, he might have been right. <laughs> might have hey, been hold up, we about to fucking fight right no, now, all oh, y'all. No, we're gonna segue <laughs> into no, we can segue. <laughs> uh, the reason why I really brought up Kawhi was just a segue into this story. Spencer mm-hmm. Haywood, uh, talk to us, Rip. Yeah, Spencer Haywood, um, he had a choice of a contract, $100,000 or 10% of Nike. And this was in 1973. He took the $100,000. Today, the 10% is worth $12.4 billion. Now, let's put focus on (laughs) it was 1973. (laughs) So, it wasn't... Nike was not Nike that we know today. Right. In 73, mm-hmm. just to give Definitely a quick wasn't. backdrop, 
Michael Jordan was signed in like eighty three or eighty four, something yeah. like that. Eighty four. Eighty four. Something like that. It was it was definitely eighty four. Yeah, okay, it was eighty four. So just to give you some backdrop, Nike was just a new, you know, kid on the block. Sort of like what Puma is today. Puma is a yep. new kid on the block. Okay. Now, if if somebody came to you in nineteen seventy three, you know, a hundred thousand dollars like was said. It's like a million dollars. It's like back a million then, back then. You know. And cash is king. So Yeah, cash is king. And nobody really knew the power of owning ten percent of a company. Especially as a being a black male and who knows where his uh his background is from. I don't know if he came from the inner city and stuff, but when you think about most black males who are in the NBA, they came from uh, a harsh background. So when you're thinking about it, they want that instant cash so they can take care of their family, so they can stunt, whatever it is. They want that instant cash. Nobody's really thinking about ownership when it comes to being a black youth and you coming from the inner city and stuff. Exactly. I have a question. Go ahead. What was Nike worth in 1973? They was a startup company. Oh, yeah. it was a startup company? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. I'd have took 100K. <laughs> that might, yeah, see, yeah. They, that, they weren't, I don't think they were established in basketball yet. I think they were still established in like running and running track and stuff, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So 100K, like you said, is worth a million. It's hard to say no when 100K is in your face back then. Right. He looked at that like a big brick of money. But and especially they, against play, uh, players' contracts. Yeah, he was making, and that hundred k is way more than his salary back then. Right. right. All right. the great players of yesteryear were getting paid nothing in comparison. Yep. Right. I, I have a group question, real quick. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of questions. No, no, for real. So if Nike said right now, we know what Nike's worth right now. They said, "Hey, one million dollars to you." Or ten not even ten percent. Let's say three percent of Nike right I'm now. Taking it three percent right now. Right, 3%, right, 3%, right, 3%, right, 3%, right now. Right now. Three percent. Yeah. But right. that goes to show going back to the being knowledge. Your background. So mm-hmm. like today we know because our knowledge is different than back then. Back then, those those black kids they ain't thinking about no ownership or they don't even right. know nothing about it. So, so how much is Nike worth right now? It's a billion dollar company. Yeah, yeah. multi billion. Damn, three percent of cause billion remember, dollars. Because if he would have took the Ten percent in seventy like three, it would be like worth twelve, 12 billion. billion. So imagine what Nike is worth. Oh. That's ten percent right. of of Nike. But <laughs> you got to keep in perspective. Damn. Back in nineteen seventy three, like Nike wouldn't even the basketball shoe. Rebels was still nope. wearing Converse on the. That's the right. fact. <laughs> That's the right. fact, guys. Exactly. Yeah. The money in the NBA wasn't the same. Nike wasn't the same. It was a different time. Now you offer. I don't know what this brother had in his pockets. He might have zero dollars in the bank. Right. And you saying you offer me ten percent of something that could be worth something or hundred thousand dollars right now? Right. Even hundred thousand dollars right now because I need groceries. <laughs> right. I need right. pay my rent. Right. I need put food on my table. Absolutely. So you, I mean, we can't look at look looking back at it now. I'm sure he kicking himself. We're, but we're, at the time, it was a you know it was a good deal. We really playing Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, you playing right? really yeah. playing Monday morning quarterback. <laughs> That's what we doing. Nowadays, you definitely don't turn down a chance at ownership. Yeah, yeah. Look at Nas. Yeah, look at Nas. Look at Fifty Cent. Mm-hmm. Startup companies. Hey. Yeah. I mean, when when you think about Jordan, his last two years in Chicago, he he had a contract of like thirty two or thirty five million dollars, and that was like the biggest con- contracts of his uh-huh. career. And now players are averaging like twenty five to thirty five million dollars a year. You know what Chris I mean? Chris Paul getting paid they signed guys a twenty yeah. million dollar contract. Yeah, that, yeah. that's yeah. crazy. You got players. I just offered Melo to come off my bench <laughs> in Chicago <laughs> on two K. You know how much I'm paying Melo to. I put Melo under a one-year contract to come off the bench in Chicago, and it's costing me $32 million a year. Damn, on a game? Veteran, yeah. Veterans minimum. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, and to, and to go that back? Veteran, that veteran charge. Well, the reason why I offered them that because they would – so when they, they give you the report of, uh-huh. like, what the players ex- is expecting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. he was expecting 39. Oh, <laughs> so you gave 32 for and one, I didn't, million, one year. For one year. and I Because I didn't want them past this year. But I will say Melo's made my bench legit on yeah. 2K. But getting back to the topic. <laughs> hey, real real quick, can we go back? Um, go ahead. I just read something that said Nike was worth $91 billion, and that was as of 2016. So $91 billion. Woo. That was two years ago. Hey, shout out to Nike. We're here. Hans- if you need us to promote <laughs> right. any any of your products. Uh-huh. Can, can we look up the guy that, <laughs> that uh, said he would take 100K? Spencer, uh, Spencer, Spencer what was his name? Haywood. Spencer Haywood. Spencer Haywood. Spencer Haywood. Spencer Haywood. He a Hall of Can we look him up? I, that, I mean, we can go on with the show, but I just want to know. You just want to know. All right. Yeah, how much he Well, I'm a, while y'all look that up, I'm going to segue. So Mike Epps and Kevin Hart are back at it again. <laughs> I didn't even really catch what this one was all about. So somebody give me a backdrop. Rip. Uh, well, somebody uh, posted something on uh, Instagram and was saying... I do it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, on Instagram, somebody posted a picture of Eddie Murphy. Okay. Eddie Murphy's doing a um a Rudy Ray Moore uh movie on Netflix. Basically okay. Dolomite, if you ever heard of that. Yeah, right. yeah, we yeah. might be skewing old on that. But <laughs> Eddie Murphy's doing a Rudy Ray Moore Dolomite movie for Netflix and Mike Epps is in it. And somebody put a post said Eddie Murphy's funnier than Kevin Hart mm. right now. And then Mike Epps responded, shit, everybody oh, is. Yeah. Okay. And this I ain't the fir- this that. ain't the first time that Mike Epps didn't win at Kevin Hart. So And then Kevin Hart responded to that, right? Yeah. He was like, nobody's selling tickets like me though. Which is true. Which is true. Now, I went to Okay, the first let me give a quick backdrop. The first time I saw Kevin Hart, it was a DVD or something that mm-hmm. I had. And he I knew a little bit about him from him doing the Rockefeller movies, but I had never really seen him do stand-up. And I watched this stand-up of him, and I found him funny. So much so, I lied to you not, you can ask my ex-wife. I looked at my ex-wife, and I said, yo, this dude gonna be the next Martin. Mm-hmm. I lied to you not. It was just something about him that I just felt like he's gonna go a long way. Now, fast forward. When he first got big on the comedy tour thing, mm-hmm. twice I went to see him live in Baltimore. Okay. Uh, Corey Holcomb was on the card. Uh, a couple other upcoming... Um, Corey Holcomb's funny. Uh, co- upcoming yeah. comedians. Yeah. But both times I went to see him live on two of the first DVD tour recordings, mm-hmm. um, Corey Holcomb was there. But I thought Kevin Hart was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Not... Drop dead funny mm-hmm. or not uh, Eddie or Martin in his prime funny, but really good. Not Chappelle, not Chappelle or uh-huh. or Chris Rock funny, but pretty good. You know what I'm saying? And he did the tour thing and he blew up. Kevin Hart to me falls victim to overkill. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that. Uh-huh. He does. He did so much so fast. I don't think it's so much that Kevin Hart is not funny. It's just we've seen so much Kevin Hart in a short time. In a short yeah. time, you sick of him? I think the uh, same thing happened to uh, uh, what's my man? What's my man? Light skin Cat Wings. He did so much in a small window that you kind of get 
used to them. I don't know. Cat Williams funny as no, shit. No, <laughs> no, no doubt. Yeah. But but how hard are you checking for his stand-ups now? I mean, I am. That oh, Netflix okay. joke. Okay. <laughs> I don't really check as hard for him as I did. Yeah. You know, but but my point was, and Cat, and Cat well, you are right. Cat Williams is funny as hell. But my point is, Kevin's done so much with the movies and the mm -hmm. not like Cat playing yeah. small roles right, in movies. Yeah. He's the star right. of these movies. Yeah. And it's like, we got so much Kevin Hart so fast. I just think it's like, so like overkill. I think that's what's happening in Tiffany Haddish right now. Mm. Oh. Talk about it. I think uh, Tiffany Haddish, I mean, she, she cool, she funny, but I think it's starting to get a little overkill. Like when I was sitting in for the Equalizer 2 movie, uh -huh. they showed two... Two uh, movies that she's gonna she be in the Tyler Perry wow. jump and the jump with Kevin Hart in it, right. and I'm like, I'm I'm sitting around the theater, I'm paying attention to everybody's reaction. Nobody was in there laughing, mm. and then I was thinking like Tiffany Haddish, everything is the same thing. Bro. Yeah, it's the she's same getting, thing. She's getting typecast yeah. right yeah. now. Very quick, yeah. that, um, go ahead. To respond to John with the Kevin Hart doing so much, I feel like he falls prey to that thought that. Only one black comedian can be on top at once. Yeah. Mm. So when he has the ball, he's gonna run with it and do everything he can mm. as fast yeah, as he I can. Because you never know when. Okay, yeah. this dude's coming up. Right. All right, Kevin Hart out. Right. Yeah. He's the next true. person. And I was gonna say that that one one Negro at a yeah, time. Yeah, one room. Negro at a time, especially in comedy. It, it, it's it's a true thing. But yeah, I was yeah, gonna man. say that, especially about Tif Tiffany Haddish. From their standpoint, from her standpoint, from Kevin's standpoint, I get it. Yeah, you gotta get your but, get but that money. You get that money, mm -hmm. but as the consumer, it it becomes a a lot very fast. When you think back to Eddie and Martin, mm -hmm. we didn't get look how look how look how pressed we be to see bad boys when it comes because right. you get it <laughs> so far apart that it's like you geeking for it. It's sort of like how it used to be in music. When when Michael Jackson dropped something, it was a big fucking deal because it, it was an event. Yeah, because yeah. it was like three, four years had they, gone they, by. They would shut down the TV and have a special presentation of Michael Jackson on ABC. That's, I remember them jumps. And, yeah. and the reason being is because of the weight. Yeah, exactly. It was like, yo, Michael hadn't done nothing in five <laughs> new videos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was like a bit, but go ahead. But, but real quick though, mm -hmm. uh, Spencer Howard is worth six million. That's from the last segment hey, that we had. Okay. Yeah, he worth six million. That's pretty impressive. And, yeah, to be a it star is. Back in when he only did hundred k, he took hundred k. He must have been smart with his money. Yeah, he and probably goes to business. Another now. thing about the the subject that we're talking about now, mm -hmm. I don't th I don't think we actually talked about actually what the issue was. Mike Epps said that because I said you're not funny to me. Why are you responding to me? Yeah, he said it's, it's not newsworthy. Yeah, it's not, it's uh, not new. I don't know if everybody heard that, but yeah, like that was, that was Mike second, Epps was, was like, second response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mike, Mike Epps was like, everybody talk about you. Why are you talking about me? Mm. Now I'm gonna be on the fence on both of these issues because yeah, yeah. Mike Epps is like, I might be a comedian, but that don't mean you got to be funny to me. Because I say you're not funny, that don't mean everybody not gonna go see you. True. If that makes any sense. Yeah, true. And then Kevin Hart came back and was like, you know what I'm saying? You are we supposed to be like a family. Right. So you shouldn't say things like that. So I understand what Kevin Hart is saying, but I'm kinda more pulling to Mike Epps side because I don't have to feel you funny because we're in the same uh yeah. career. Can I respond? You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, sir. I feel like Mike Epps 
it could come off. He may not be meaning this, but he comes off like a hater. Yeah. yeah. Because this isn't the first time he said that about. Yeah, yeah. That's a fact. Lewis. I feel like when comedians talk, when black comedians talk shit about comedians now, they're only targeting Kevin Hart because he's on top. Mm, but some, some people are mad that they're stuck in that supporting role, and Kevin Hart is a star. Can but I ask that, you a but question? doesn't that does that not John. come with being number one? Yeah, that's it true. It does, yeah. but. I'm I'm guessing that because Kevin is a positive person, he wants everybody to be so positive. It don't that work he don't, like that. It, it don't. doesn't work like that. It's good he, to be positive ver- when you rolling in that yeah. door. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When you make $90 million a year, <laughs> it's good to be positive. But he has it in his mind that since we're in the same business, we're all supposed to be supportive of one yeah, another. Yeah. And he's not expecting that hate to come from somebody that looks like him. Can hold, I ask you a question? Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Uh, no, let's go, Rob. You said, like you said, right now, Kevin Hart, he's on top. He the, he the top dog. Him and Mike Epps, they both in the same line of work. So if Mike Epps is critical and says, I don't think he's funny, it comes off as hate. Yeah. Yeah. But Mike Epps also said, hey, little brother, I want you to get all the money you can yeah, get. He, he definitely just, said I that. I still just don't think you funny. Yeah. Right. Mike right. Epps is like, I've been said I don't think you and funny. And he said they, they've been friends for years and they've been around each other. So, you know what I'm saying, where's this? That's true. Why what is all hate? this stuff? But right. I agree with everybody. I do too. But if you're friends, why take it to the ground? Yeah, I think friends is, yeah. is a you strong word. They them. know each other. They may not be, you know, besties. But I know a lot of people who don't think Kevin Hart is funny. Yeah, that's Me true. personally, I think Kevin Hart's stand up is funny. I do. I don't too. think his movies funny at all. That's okay. I, I don't think his movies. You think he's do he be extra? I, think, I just don't think his movies is I funny. Think he's I think his stand up is funny. He's falling off stand up wise. I don't think his movies are funny. I think his stand ups are pretty good. But I've seen Mike Epps in person, and I've said this for years. If I ever become rich, I will pay Mike Epps to hang around me just to make me laugh. I see Mike Epps for real. I don't think Mike Epps is funny to me. I seen him in person. I seen him in person. I was going to say, I I could count on, now, it's twofold with Mike Epps. Mike Epps is funny. Mike Epps, though, to me, is not structured funny. Yeah, I can agree with that. He's just a funny guy. He's like the uncle at the cookout funny. Now, Uh, to your point, I would love to hang with Mike Epps for that reason. (laughs) Because it would be hilarious. Stand-up-wise, there's like a couple joints that I'm like, yo, this shit is funny. But not everyone. I agree with you. I agree with you. But I'm a huge Martin fan, and I kind of say the same thing about Martin. I think Martin's last... Few stand ups wasn't all that. Hold on, wait. Don't do did, that to yourself. He did three. He did three. You got You So Crazy's classic. That's a classic. That's classic. That's a classic. That, oh, let's go before that. Talking Dirty After Dark is classic. Yeah. yeah. All right. You That's So a movie, Crazy. Right? That's a but that was a stand up yeah, too. Yeah, a stand up too. Uh, you So Crazy is classic. Mm-hmm. And then, it and run then after that. that is Run Tell That was pretty good. That was in. Like Jay would say. And then. Y'all can see us. And then after that was. uh. I forgot the name. Matter of fact. The most recent one, I ain't even watched it. A few it. years I ago. I watched it. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny. It was but okay. I'm Martin's number one on my list, so that's just <sighs> That's a par. I want you. And I say he's number, well, not all time. He's in my tops because of You So Crazy, Def Comedy Jam, and the Martin series. Yeah, I think he's a genius. Him and Eddie Murphy, I think they genius. So real quick. And I'm going to say this. I think Martin might be... The best comedic actor. Yes. Based off of Bad Boys. Yeah. Right. So, next, maybe you. Eddie Murphy. Real yeah, quick, real quick. You got Just Martin the, over Eddie Murphy? Real quick, though. Yeah, comedic actor. Based yeah. off of Bad Boys. Because 
Martin shows the thing I like about Martin is Martin has dynamics. Okay. Martin can be funny because his role. If you think about his role in Bad Boys, yeah, yeah. it's not really a comedic yeah, yeah, role. Exactly. He makes it funny, <laughs> right? Even sense. though he's serious, he's what, the serious guy in he, the movie. He is brother, Eddie the Boomerang. A collective effort. Martin, Martin is was, funny in that too. Martin is funny. <laughs> okay, in that. hold on, hold on. And pops is hilarious. <laughs> in life. That. He about to bring up life. He did life. And who was he next to? Martin Lawrence. Right, hold on. And Bernie Mac. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Yeah, coming, yeah, coming to America. Classic. Now. Yeah, classic. Hold on. Hold on. I ain't not done okay. yet. Hey, hey, hold, hold on, brother. He, he didn't write that, though. Hold, oh, hold on, brother. You're going to him, are you? Beverly Hills Cop. 48 Hours. Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's rain. Yeah. No, no, those last, yeah. them cop movies wait not funny. Now, now, you, you're absolutely right. That's why I said right. next to Eddie Murphy. Next to Eddie, okay. So, when I'm saying it, I'm saying it how I say LeBron Jordan. Okay. Uh, I don't care who you think the goat is. Right. But those two are Niggas, the best yeah. I've exactly. seen. Right. Yeah, I agree okay. with that. They're the two I've best seen. Okay. Not, so when it comes to Eddie and Martin and acting, I don't care who your number one is, but they're the best two. Right, I've real seen quick, real quick. Comedic acting. Real quick. And then we can go to the next segment. Can I get everybody top five comedic actors? Oh, man. Comedic actor actors or comedians? Comedians. Let's go okay. comedians. Comedians. Man, All right. Joff, go first. I go first? Yeah. In no order. No order. Just right, no order. Drop. No order. Chris Rock. Of course. Dave Chappelle. We all gonna have the same five. Martin Lawrence. Uh-huh. Martin Lawrence. Uh-huh. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Uh-huh. And this is where everybody gonna disagree. I guarantee you. It is where everybody's gonna disagree. You better drop the coat. You better drop somebody. You better drop the legend if I'm thinking about him. All right. It's dead space here. It's not dead space. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not dead space. I got it. I'm fucking with you, John. Because John, no, fuck all right. With you. So, so let me before I say number five, let me say this. Mm-hmm. Did I say Eddie yet? You said Eddie. Yeah. Said Eddie. Okay. Let me say this. I'm I'm tough when it comes to comedy. Uh huh. And what I find, uh, let me put it like this: I could watch a stand up comedy and don't laugh. And at the end, be like, that, that was, was, was funny yeah, as shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. you. I agree with that. Because I'm a jokester myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't call myself no comedian, but I'm a jokester. And I'm big on timing. I'm big on story. I'm big on overall. Okay? Richard Pryor, I will have to say. There you go. Now. You know that. Yeah. I, I have to say. But that's why I said no order. Right. But there are some, there are some comedians that I think are hilarious that never get talked about. Paul Mooney is one. Yes. D.L. Hewley is one. I know where you're going. Sinbad. And Sinbad. Sinbad. I know where you're going. And Sinbad. Sinbad's one. Now, that's why I said one in no particular order, and I'm funny when it comes to comedy. Some, some, I can name, and I just named all black comedians. I didn't even name white comedians that I think are, because okay. uh, Gaffigan is hilarious. Who is Gaffigan? Jim, I think it's Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Tough, but th- I'm going to go with those five. So, Eddie, Martin, Dave, Richard. And who was my other one? Bernie. And Bernie. Uh, Does anybody have a different five? I don't. Eddie, Chris. I'm I'm, going to tell you one thing, though. If if I wanted to argue the whole situation, I throw Red Fox in there only because of the whole show he had, which was called Sanford and Son. Now, to help help your argument, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go on a limb and say his series or his, his sitcom is probably the next funniest behind Martin. That's a fact. 
I give you that. Because they had so much impromptu Seven stuff going on. Is hilarious. Mm-hmm. But you know what's crazy? We None of us said Bill Cosby. But, uh... <laughs> Bill Cosby, uh, don't I, get it twisted. He was th- funny. I didn't find him funny. I never found him funny. Stand-up that's before, that's Stand-up before the. I didn't. I, didn't. I never but, uh, watched the show. We also was talking about his show too. I never you watched the never show. Watched I was, the Cosby show. I watched repeats. I was you never lying. like the fan. <laughs> Cosby show was classic. Classy, yeah. classy, it was classic, classic, but, I was but like not never because a fan. it was funny. Just because it I mean was it was show. funny, but it was just a good show. Yeah, it was a good show. Different world was a good show. Different world. I like the different. world. Yeah, different world was a good. That's Cosby too. I mean, that's Cosby too. But I didn't relate to the Cosby show because my mom wasn't no lawyer. My dad wasn't no doctor. Neither was mine, but it was a good show. Fat Albert, that was a good show. That jump was a yeah. Fat Albert, we not that old. We just saying we saw repeat y'all. Okay, so let's name let's for 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 sake of conversation. Let's name top five after the five we just named. Ooh. Oh, that's going to be difficult Did for you the say, show. Did you say Dave? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be here all night. I'm going yeah, to need some time to think about Okay, that. well, yes. everybody going to have Red Fox on their list. Hey, can, can, can we, can we wait to the next show till we continue on I that mean, one? it ain't that big of a deal. I just thought I'd throw it out there. I say Cat uh, definitely in there. Cat yeah, in there. Yeah, he definitely is. I say Kevin Sinbad Hart in there, too. I'm going to put Kevin Hart, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say Sinbad, yeah, Sinbad is the man. funniest non-cursing nigga. Non-cursing, <laughs> yo. Even though I think I heard him cursing his last joint, but Sinbad is funny. As What's the white boy name that married a black woman? What's Gary Gary Owens. Gary Owens. He funny as fuck too. Man, I don't know if he up. Is there Tracy Morgan in there? You said yes. top ten though. <laughs> Tracy but we talking Morgan. about top 10. Tracy Morgan. Now, man. see, Tracy Morgan is a comedian that a lot of people don't find that funny that I think is hilarious. I think he's funny. I like him on movies and TV more than his stand-up. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I this. love him on 30 Rock. He's I, hilarious. Yes. I, and you know what? I still haven't watched that last OG. I mean, That's not funny. I heard him on Watch funny. the uncut because the uncut got all the cursing in it. It's a sin that I have not watched that yet. Because Tracy so is my guy. Uh, he was funny in that Bruce Willis movie. The movie was bad, yes, but he, yes. he was funny. Look yes. Cop out. Yeah, yes, I like cop that. out. Okay, I've seen that. Seen yeah. that. Well, yeah, that's the, the meme I keep posting. We say, no, no, no. no. Yeah, when he's in the car, yeah. <laughs> yes. But to, to end this segment before we move on, Fact. I think it's just, it's Kevin's time that people would dislike him. Yeah. It happens I to everybody. It's just his time. You got to get that hate now. Yeah. you're too big. Yeah. Pause. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, shout out to Kevin Hart. Shout out to Mike shout Epps. Out to Keep shout the laughs yeah, coming. Shout out to both of them, though. We, for real. we definitely appreciate it all. And let's just, uh, in the words of Rodney King, can we all just get along? Oh, we're going to do anything to get along. Hey, Scotty. Hey. Teach us something. Hey, this week's Teach Us Something is sponsored by Blackity Black. You podcast on Rip. He tossed me this alley. So I'm going to go ahead and break it down on the show. Okay. Reverend Anthony Bowen. Born in 1809, was a civic leader among the African-American community in Washington, D.C., and the first African-American employee of the United States Patent Office. Both the Anthony Bowen YMCA and Anthony Bowen Elementary School in Washington, D.C. are named in his honor. Now, this brother was born a slave in 1809 in P.G. County, right? In 1826, he bought his freedom and started the first black YMCA in Washington, D.C. Now, he did this because at the time, the YMCA was around, but they didn't allow black people to use their facilities. Wow. So he started one just, just, just for black folks, all right? Now, Mr. Bowen was also a leader of the community, all right? His home in the 900 block of East Street Southwest was a stop on the Underground Railroad. Mm. And in 1841, he helped form one of the few schools for free blacks called the Sunday Evening School and the Wesley Church, which is now the Metropolitan AME Church on D Street, Southwest D.C. Wow. So use your Googles. Look up <laughs> Reverend Anthony hey. Bowen. 
leader in the Washington, D.C. area, born a slave, bought his freedom, moved to the city, started the Black YMCA, was helping brothers on the Underground Railroad get to freedom, opening school for free black folks, and was a scourge to white supremacy during the time. Wow. Scott is the said, GOAT, man. I sent that to Scott because I saw it on Instagram. Oh, ripped it to go to. He GOAT number 60. No, no, no. no. Scott, Scott did all the research. No, but the crazy thing about it is because I, I learned even more stuff. I saw it on Instagram, and the crazy thing about it is me and my brother, we, when we was going to school in D.C., that's the school we went to, wow. Anthony Bourne Elementary School. Wow. And I just, you know, as a little kid, I'm just thinking, oh, this is the name of the school. That's a fact. So when I saw that on Instagram, I, I was like, Scott, you know what I'm saying? If you don't have nothing already, you know, look this up or whatever. And to find out that this is the school I was going to is wild. But for the simple fact is the school was in southwest Washington, D.C., right down the street from the waterfront. Now, today, the school is a police department. Wow. For real? So, when I saw this on Instagram, I sent it to my brother, and we was talking about it or whatever. We saw, you know, how we never, well, I never knew this. I know my brother knew a little bit about it. But my brother made this comment afterwards saying, now everything about Anthony Bourne is lost. Because that's they t- they they turned the school into a damn police department. Wow. It's a police department. That's that's wow. that's a police station. That is yeah, a tool a that they use. I'm drinking to try to. <laughs> <laughs> that's a tool that they use to try to erase our history, brother. Because not every black person goes down like Malcolm X and Dr. King. Right, that's, that's true. Guys. Right, it's, we, that's we had true. a lot of people throughout the centuries that you know did a lot to try to help black people mm-hmm. do did, did what they could, and we don't even know who they are. The yeah. find out that that's he did true. this much stuff, and the fact that he was a slave in Prince George's County, mm-hmm. we already knew it was slavery in. Merlin. Mm-hmm. We live in PG County mm-hmm. and the fact that he was a part of this. And another thing, never mind, I lost my train of thought. No, I keep rocking. <laughs> I lost it's my wild. train of thought. Right. Once so it's I, gone, it's I, gone. I, I oh, it's, gone. It. <laughs> it's wild though how you even went to the school and they didn't even teach y'all that. Exactly. Right. Dang, but, that but, was my I'm, thought right yeah, there. <laughs> you know what's even more crazier? You go to schools and they never tell you yeah. about the person uh-huh. that your school is named after. Well, most of them is named uh-huh. after slave owners, but that's enough. Because I went to Baloo. Right. Which is Frank W. Baloo. And I don't have no history on that. You, y'all hit up Scott for that. Hey, what, I ain't that guy for that. One thing <laughs> that I learned within the last four or five years of doing research on black history is it's black history all around us, brother. Yeah. Every day. Right. Buildings, streets, area, especially in this area, the Washington, D.C. area, it's all over the place. And you just you, you just never know unless you dig in it yourselves. Because they're not going to teach you that in school. Now, I, I had a... Oh, oh, go ahead. Nah. Okay. I, 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 I So, a while back, this guy walked up to me while I was at work. He was like, hey, did you know that Barack Obama wasn't the first black president ever? Mm-hmm. And I looked at him like, he's tripping. Then he gave me a paper. I don't, don't quote me. I don't know the person name who was the first black president ever. But he gave me a paper to who was the people that invented certain things. And white people took over, said they was the ones that invented it. Mm-hmm. Well, it blew my mind. I wish I could see. If I see him again, I will get the paper and I will give it to Scott because I'm not going to sit up here like I'm that guy that can right. talk about it. So one day I'll give it to Scott and he can probably break it down for y'all better because he's I, I better exactly, at doing research. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. But okay, we'll, right. we'll dig into that on, on another <laughs> all right, show. All right, okay. But it's funny when you said that um, black history is all around us. Mm-hmm. I was standing outside my building at work one day. Um, probably on my phone on social media or some crap. 
And an old guy walked up to me, and he was like, you know, hey, how you doing? Da, da, da. He introduced himself. He said, you work in this building? I said, yeah. He said, well, he said, you just shook the hand of a man who helped build every one of these buildings. He was pointing to all the buildings. And I was like, what you mean? He was like, <clears throat> when these buildings was first built, he said, I was a part of the crew. He said, I actually wow. helped build uh -huh. these buildings. And I was like, whoa. You know, he was an old guy, you know, right. long retired. And he said, you know, I just kept, was walking through here and just thinking like, man, look what I did. Look what I did. I was a part of this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it just it just goes to show like uh, somebody, uh, a racial video was posted in that people was talking about, oh, you, you need to go back home and da, 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 da. And I was just thinking like. Yo, we built all this shit. That's a and we got to listen to y'all motherfuckers that's talk about <laughs> we need to go back. Nigga, we our home. This is our home. Yeah, that's why you can't send us. That's why they can't send us no Yeah, y'all the intruders, not right. us. Going that's back to what Scott said about, you know, a lot of our history being erased. Mm -hmm. it's, it's this movie that came out on HBO. Michael B. Jordan produced it, executive produced it. It's called Fahrenheit 451. I mean to watch that. In that movie, you will see how our history was erased. It doesn't directly go into it, but you will see based off the plot of that movie how our history was erased. Now, I, I promise you, if you check that movie out, you won't be disappointed. We're going to tag Michael B. Jordan in this because we're giving him a lot of credit <laughs> right now. We're going to tag him. What's the movie called? Fahrenheit 451. We're going to tag him. That's a fact. But no, nah, seriously... Hearing about this Anthony Bourne stuff, man, that just that's sad, man. That the fact that his that the school is now a damn police department, and the true. fact that if I would have never came across that, I would have never known who Anthony Bourne was, and I was going to the damn school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's some that's some heavy, heavy stuff, man. But hey, that's the that's the uh, America that we live in. Yep. Let's give a shout out to this black owned. Uh, Beauty, what is it? Uh, makeup, she's makeup a makeup line, artist. Makeup artist. Pat she, McGrath. Yeah, Pat McGrath. Please, Pat McGrath. Please, please. And uh, the the title of this article says Pat McGrath Labs topples Kylie Jenner ahead, becomes sister. billion dollar company because you know sister. how the big the big uproar the past couple of days is about Kylie. Mm -hmm. Almost, she's gonna soon become the youngest mm -hmm. billionaire. Mm -hmm. Have the big. What was it billion billion dollar company? company. Yeah, yeah. she's she gonna get there pretty soon. Yeah, I had no idea till this recently came out. I had no idea she was worth that much money. That's right. a fact. But Pat McGrath, but it makes sense with her company, Pat McGrath Labs Makeup Company, has already surpassed that. She's wow. she already has a billion dollar company. She's from the UK. She's of Jamaican descent. Descent. So you know what I'm saying. We get shout out wow. to Pat McGrath. Shout, shout out to her. her. Um, my, my but they're not even talking about this. My yeah. lady actually brought this story to my attention. Uh, I mean, she know all about that makeup stuff. All I'm that. Sure she I don't do. know nothing about it. With the, the, the hair, she CJ, got. Uh, <laughs> Madam five CJ different hairs. <laughs> but but um, that was funny, John. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to catch that. <laughs> but the way she broke it down to me is um. Pat McGrath, her cosmetic line is like more popular amongst like the supermodel community okay. and stuff like that. So she got more of like a high end clientele. She's done shows yeah, that's for right. certain people. So it's like, a, like a lot of professional makeup artists like use her stuff. That's what I read. She's the world's most popular uh, makeup artist. Right. And you know what's funny? I know a, a makeup artist personally, and he was talking about um, uh, Mac products, and he was mm -hmm. saying how you know women. Rush for Mac and go buy Mac, especially black women. Mm. He was like, they don't even realize Mac makeup is costume makeup. 
Mm. It's not really everyday makeup. It's costume makeup. Shit don't cost like no damn costume. Exactly. And the other thing he was saying is that a lot of that makeup is not good for black skin. Mm. He was saying that that because he was work at the time he was working on a line of makeup that was specifically catered to black women. Mm -hmm. Our you know, our skin type. Mm-hmm. He was like, a lot of those makeup, he said, that's why you see a lot of women that wear those makeups all the time. Their face break out bad. They have all, mm. because it's not really designed It's not for, scientifically engineered for us <laughs> exactly. in mind. Exactly. But he, he was saying specifically MAC makeup is really costume makeup. He said, that's why their colors are always thick and bright. He was like, if you ever yeah. see Damn, MAC people wear true. makeup, it's thick and mm-hmm. it's bright. He said, because it's costume makeup. Yeah, they saying, uh, you know, for Pat McGrath Labs, uh, what she's really known for is her, for all the black women, eyeshadow and lipsticks. Mm. So, well, that's know. what Callie's popping. Be- I think the lipstick thing yeah. is what's popping mm-hmm. for her because that's all black women need for real is lipstick and eyeshadow. I don't want to say need, they but I don't like think it. no they woman, they like let it. me say this, they, they, like, they it. like it. No that woman needs it. No, oh, they, a couple, like it. they like no, I've seen women that need it, no. but uh, <laughs> no woman, no, 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 but. Honestly, seriously, I think uh, a lot of black women put on makeup because they see what they see see on TV. When honestly, you really don't need that. If that makes any sense, to they don't. Need it, you know, I don't have they a don't problem with light makeup. I yeah. think when it gets to the point where your makeup turns you into a whole nother person. Yeah, when yes. they saying they got to put then, their face on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, like, I, hate you, that. I hate that. If hate you that. if you go if you leave the room. To go put your makeup on as one person and you come back right. as another person, right. that's too much makeup. Like yeah. if you right. if you get kidnapped, God forbid, <laughs> and they show you a regular picture and people have never seen your regular face exactly. and they know you for your makeup, <laughs> like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> right. I don't know her. Yeah. You gonna bring somebody back? I'm like that ain't her. Yeah, it's good man. to have a this light little, you know, some eyeshadow on, yeah, little, like that. some that lip so stuff sexy. or whatever. It's nothing wrong with a woman looking beautiful, but don't 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 overdo it. I don't like realistic though. Cause then when when they take their makeup off, they be looking like a corpse. Yeah, They're scared. That's you know, true. especially for black people, you need sun to hit your face. That's yeah. how your melanin your melanin gets activated. And I think I think you what happens is the skin becomes dependent upon it. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas mm-hmm. you start seeing people that wear a lot of makeup all the time, mm-hmm. they start to age. Like mm-hmm. it's like their face needs this. <laughs> it's like if you don't off. give me my drug, <laughs> right. you know, I'm gonna fade away <laughs> from it. You know what I mean? All so. Right, so so I got a question. Go ahead. All right. But Madam Since CJ, we, Madam CJ Walker was like the first. She was the. She was not the. She was not the first black millionaire in the United States. She was the first female millionaire. Yeah, in the that's United what it was. That's, and she that's was a black good. woman. Yeah. Shout out to but her. She did makeup and stuff, right? She had cosmetic products, yeah, hair, exactly. products. Hair, hair products, exactly. all that type of stuff. Can, can, can I Walker. can I ask a question? Sure, you can. This is this is for everybody from the podcast. This is a question for everybody. Mm-hmm. How many of y'all have seen a woman? With makeup on, and then you seen her the next time you taking her out. With makeup off, and with makeup off, and let us know how that went. Luckily, I've never had that. Whew. Luckily, I, me neither though. That's what's crazy yeah, though. That's what's crazy. Anybody look, else? I, I've experienced it before, and they look different, but I didn't treat them any different. Right. For I, real? I noticed you look a whole lot different with that mm. makeup off. Right. What about you, right. Littles? I'm a upstanding gentleman, and I don't speak. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. I just wanted to ask a quick question. That's all. But luckily, I haven't. Uh, and I think part of it might be 
uh, my attraction factor. Right, you picked her because of the way no, she right. put out makeup. Not going into it like, oh, I like her because she don't wear makeup. It wasn't that type of thing. I just think when I see a person that wears a lot of makeup, I'm I'm kind of yeah, like, oh, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. I, I I that. I'm not into <laughs> it, mm-hmm. but that's just my personal thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a person that's not into a lot of um uh. You know, wigs and things like that. Yeah, although, wigs, although I have dealt with females that have worn them, they just didn't wear them all the time. You have some females that wear them all the time, and I'm not knocking that. It's just not my thing personally. It's just not my personal thing. But um, before but, we move on, a quick fun fact about Madam <laughs> C.J. Walker: she offered to fund Marcus Garvey's movement when he came to the United States, but he turned it down. Wow! Damn. What was that? A, oh, we we are gonna get into the you be breaking <laughs> you be breaking some stuff to this it, man. The notes. goat, my Next guy. <laughs> He's the goat. <laughs> but seriously, we good on that one. Shout out. What's her name? One more time. Uh, Pat McGrath. Pat McGrath. Yeah. Pat McGrath. Pat McGrath. Lads. And she did. She did all of this in three years. Woo! Ah, damn. Shout out to her. I didn't know that. My get your money, sister. Get your money. Yep. Men love harder than women. I agree. <laughs> okay, so this this so post. I agree. Like moving on. Yeah. <laughs> this post was on Shade Room, and I forgot. I don't know if I think John po- posted, but I think we posted it. John posted, then I posted it because this this is yeah. This like right. some be saying this is bars. Okay, <laughs> bring no, this down to me. It says okay. The post was on Shade Room, so somebody put it on Twitter, and it says uh, men love harder than women. Question mark. Hmm. I don't know. I really don't. So then it has a response. It says, you can ask your nearest man about the woman he loved the most, and it's going to either be really sad or really touching when he breaks it down. Ask a woman the same, and she going to keep... Well, they need to... Yeah, they're yeah just put it she in your gonna, words. Yeah, she going to keep discussing all the shit she put up with for him, from him. Mm-hmm. Read that one more time. Okay. So it starts off, men love harder than women, question mark. Hmm, I don't know. I really don't. So the, the response, response was, was uh-huh. you can ask your nearest man about the woman he loved the most, and it's going to either re- be really sad or really touching when he breaks it down. Ask a woman the same, and she's going to keep discussing all the shit she put up with from him. Mm-hmm. I, I agree a thousand yeah, percent. I agree, I agree too. too man. I definitely agree with Talk that. Talk about it. <laughs> man, I'm a... Listen, <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't gonna First, lie. Let I me, feel. Let me ask you this question before you go. Mm-hmm. You you're saying you agree men love harder than women. Yes, but then it's almost like I'm, I'm kind of on the fence because women will take the fact that they man cheated and be like, ah, oh, you know what, we can work it out. A lot of men can't take the, the fact that a woman cheated and be like, we're going to work it out. Okay. So I'm kind of on the fence because when I say I agree with the fact that men love harder, it's because guess why? If a woman goes out and cheat, it's like, what the fuck? Like our life has ended. Okay, right. but you know that's, what I'm saying? That that's, cheating, that's a good point. Yeah. The cheating is one thing, though. I would counter that and say men put up with more shit from a woman than... Outside of cheating, uh-huh. then a man, then she has to put up with a man. I don't agree with that. I will respond directly to I, what Sun said about I, I, the cheating I, 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 part. Go ahead. Okay, so the cheating part. So when a woman cheats, the reason the man gets so bent out of shape about it, he can't handle it the way that a woman would as far as staying around is because when us men get into a relationship and we're all in, we're all in. 
So Facts. when Absolutely. that cheating happens, we're emotionally broken down. Facts. And when you think about females and how they're programmed to think, when you okay, so you 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 look on social media and you'll see a lot of posts from women about what they've gone through, the shit that they put up with, et cetera, et cetera. Relationships is almost a prerequisite for life when it comes to women. As a, when you compare it to men having a good job and making the quote-unquote bacon, taking care of the house and the kids. So when you look at women and they're, they're in a relationship, it's almost as that's something they have to have. That's something they're programmed to look at that they have to have. It's like we have to have a great job and making money to be able to take care of our family. So when women are in relationships, it's almost as they're in those relationships halfway because this is something they're supposed to do as a woman, That's just a like they're supposed to get married, just like they're supposed to have a baby. Oh. Women are supposed to be in relationships. They're supposed to be married. They're supposed to have babies, just like men are supposed to have a great job, supposed to be a great father and take care of their family. So we're programmed to look at these things. So when women are in relationships, it's hard to tell whether they're all in or not emotionally wow. because they're programmed to be in relationships. That's a bomb. But as men, we're not programmed to be we're not programmed to be emotionally available. We're not taught. Wow. We're taught to be hard. Pause. pause. We're taught right, right, to be hard. Put that pause, man. Walk we're not, out, man. We're not taught to express our emotions, our feelings. Wow. We don't. We haven't been taught necessarily how to love. True. So wow. when we're in relationships and we're all in that relationship, we're all, all in, in that relationship. Wow. That's, that's a, a bar. Nah, can we hear what Little's got to say? I want to know what Little's got to say. Okay, first of all, you're going to stop doing that. <laughs> nah, we going to get your ass right now. I don't care about that. I'm not in love or never been in love, so I'm right. not going to speak on it. So nah, but when you don't I think, enjoy listening. Nah, but can I ask you a question, though? You can ask whatever you want, sir. You have never had a thought about being out on the outside looking in, if that makes any sense. That say makes it, sense? Say it one more time. On the outside. Looking, looking in, in somebody else's relationship? Any, any relationship, period. And if, be like, what? I, I want that or I, I want... Either way, however you I'm feel I'm going to let you off it. the hook, Little. Thank you, Look, sir. Uh, I'm, with the, I'm with the post. Um, <laughs> twice, I feel like, situations where, I, like Rip said, I was all in. Like, yeah, matter of fact, shit. Three times where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do this. I'm all in. I've been let down royally because women have a hard time getting past what they want. What I mean is they put so much energy into what they want and what they feel they should have and how they feel it should go that they never see themselves in that. Because their focus is always on what you need to be doing and what you should be doing and what you have to do and what, you know, when do when do females take the time to say, okay, what can I do that would make him want to do, if that makes sense? Yeah, I, I see what mm. you're saying. Yeah, so, I agree with you. So, and what ends up happening is, as a guy, 
we're trying to, like you used the example, be a provider, be be a good man, be because that's what society, that's what everybody tells you. You got to be a certain way to be considered a good man. But there's no rules for women. Women are just automatically good. You'll never hear a woman say, I ain't shit. Yeah. That's a bar. That's you'll never, you'll never have a woman say, you know, I'm not good for nobody. I don't know why a man should love me or want me. You'll never hear a woman oh, say I that. Oh, I messed up in this relationship. Oh, I messed up in this relationship. A woman say never say that. Women are, society has made it so that women are always right. Mm-hmm. They are always uh, uh, doing the right thing. And it's always the man's fault. Right. <laughs> Look, ladies, ladies, ladies. Uh oh. You came I'm with the sexy voice, though. He came with the sexy voice. <laughs> <though. laughs> he about to kill I'm her. I'm trying yet. to help you on this one. I really am. Uh oh. When you find a man who really love you, I'm not talking about that dude you met at the club last night. I'm not talking about that dude who slid in your DMs. I'm not talking about that dude that wrecked your credit. I'm talking about a real man <laughs> that really love you. Right. When y'all get together, I promise you, he loves you. Harder than you love him. The one that really loves you. And let me explain to you why. If he didn't love you, he wouldn't be with you. Because you know you get on his nerves. Yep. You know you drive him crazy. You know you drive him (laughs) up the wall. You know you beat him down with that weapon of mass destruction you call a mouth. (laughs) Every time he walk in the door 15, 20, 30 minutes late, every weekend he gotta go through it with you. But he stayed with you anyway. Yep. And there's a million different women out here. A lot of them look a whole lot better than you, and you know it. <laughs> yep. But he's still with you because he loves you. Yep. So, yes, men love harder than women. The post is correct. You can't deny it. And I ain't been with a woman yet that it's been easy. It's never going to be easy. It, I probably, it won't never be easy. Neither. But I feel some women can consider me easy. I see what you're saying. Uh, Can you explain do, that? I don't do much complaining. I, I really don't understand. I don't do much complaining. Uh, I dig it. Okay. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't try to stop you or hinder you from doing anything you want to do. Yep. You could go hang out with your girls. You could go on a girl's trip. You can, you know, I don't press you. You always making a compromise. I always make a compromise. I always understand. Even now, in the relationship I'm in with the kids, I keep the kids anytime you want for as long as you want with no complaint. But let me go outside. <laughs> Do something. It's a problem. And you know what's crazy though? <laughs> About that whole what you just said. Every Murray, I, I won't say every. 85% of Murray men have the same issue. And why is that? What's that issue first? I don't want to say what the issue is. <laughs> <laughs> no, because no. I'm Murray and I'm I'm not married yet. I'm, oh, I'm not saying it. No, no, no. I know. I listen. Let me say this. You been a punk. I don't. I am been a punk, but I'm gonna keep it hundred. Don't let that woman run your life. She ain't even. Alright, so look. No, no, no. I'm not gonna say I got that issue a hundred percent. But when a man get married, right? He walked down the aisle. Why do his homeboys say? Say goodbye to sex. The father. <laughs> yeah, y'all niggas do say the that. Father in law, <laughs> the father-in-law. What's crazy is the father-in-law says it. <laughs> when the father-in-law says it, you know it's a problem. Wow. When, your fa- when you walk down the aisle and the father-in-law say, yeah, you can have her hand, but say goodbye to sex. It's like something's wrong here. You know what I'm saying? Wow. If that may, you, you never see a woman walk down the aisle and be like, hey, girl. 
So let me ask say you. goodbye to all the money. <laughs> say goodbye to him supporting you. Wow. Say goodbye oh, to da da da. Say goodbye to da da da. No, no, dead ass. When a girl, when a girl have a bachelor party, it's never really the girls that have bachelor parties. It's never really. Oh, we should have strippers. It's never that. It's like, oh, let's go out to eat, girls. When a dude have a bachelor party, it's like, we go to the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> and you gonna get all the ass on you. You know what I'm saying? If that if that makes any sense, I don't want to be too loud. I was loud, but I don't be too loud. It's like we you, get the point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That that's just what I'm saying. All right. So now I gotta defend the ladies yes. a little bit. There you go. Go we, ahead. We Rock on. All right. So do you feel like that became an issue before or after kids? That's definitely after kids. Okay. So with that being said, mm, I see what, you what are you doing? <laughs> To make it easier for her to be ready for you to do what you want to do. If hey, you know John, I wish you was a woman right now because I'd dig in your shit. <laughs> <laughs> but since you, since you pause, my homie, pause, since, pause. man, fuck a pause. Since you my homie, though, I'm sorry, Scott. Nah, since ahead. you my homie, you asked me that question, but why don't women do the same thing? What I she what is she doing to make me want her? What? I'm lost. Again, no, no, I see what I see what Listen you Listen to what I just I you just asked me what am I doing because you said was it after okay, the so kids? What, what makes you okay? What makes what her I'm, what is she doing to make me want her? Listen, no, a marriage is no, two way thing. But I'm saying non sex usually is connected to tired. Okay. So if if you putting her in a position and I'm not. I'm. I'm saying yeah, we you. Just talking. But I'm saying yeah, we you, just but talking. I'm also speaking to myself. Yeah, at the yeah. Same we just time. talking. We just talking. Do we put them in a position where they carry in so much of a load when it comes to the kids mm-hmm. that by the time you know it's, it's time. grown up time, they ain't re- they, they tired. Out. But look, John, I dig what you're saying. Uh huh. But what about the time when you do what you can't? Listen, before I even say this, I don't want my wife to think that I'm talking about her. I'm just saying, in general, in general. Yeah, in, in, general. in general. What about the time that you do do what you can do to make it grown up time? And it's not no grown up time. Listen, now, before you even answer that question, okay. <laughs> I've been working with, grown, with women that are married uh-huh. when I was doing help desk. Uh-huh. One young lady came to me one time. It was 6 o'clock in the morning, dog. She came to me and she said, and she was older than me. She came to me and said, you know, Pete is da-da-da-da. He didn't do this. He know he ain't getting no better night. It's 6 o'clock in the morning. She at work. Already. She already told out their, that she's not giving him that's anything. That's the punishment. That's the but, punishment. But, but the but the, is the punishment. But that's the problem, John. Yeah. Why are you using that? As a punishment, a punishment right. when whole time, when listen, when it's so easy out here, for really it's easy for men and women, but when it's easy for men, it, it's almost like why do this and then get and then get upset and be like, oh, why did he do this to me? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, right, right. You know what men want? Hey. If that makes any sense. Scott. I, I, I just like to jump in and say the name yes. of this episode got to be Grown Up Time. And, um, okay, Grown Up Time? <laughs> yeah, okay. facts. I'm with you. Thing, hey, men are physical, women are emotional. Like mm-hmm. you said, 
that lady that came to you on here on your job, mm-hmm. her man did something that got on her nerves. Yep. And it turned her off That's already. Right. And so she morning. already know later on it ain't going down At because five a.m. Because Scott. of that thing you did. Five a.m. Scott. Hey, look. Sex should never be used as a punishment in a relationship. Facts. If y'all grown adults. Exactly. When it's time to get it on, it's time to get it on. If you don't want your significant other getting it on with somebody else, you might as well get it on with them. But, you know, everybody's an adult. Y'all got to sit down and talk about something. But some people can't Ma- sex when they mad. But I feel I like, dig that. you know what? If a relationship is having problems, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking in general. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, like yeah. If a relationship is having problems in the bedroom, those two adults need to sit down and talk and be like, look, we need to talk this thing through because this... Ain't going the way I, I, I need it to Cause go. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm. I'll use myself as perfect example. When I'm pissed, fuck all that shit. You a great dude, boy. Bruh, let me tell you, young something. man. I'm sorry, <laughs> not boy, not boy. When I'm mad, or or you know, uh, I say mad. When I'm mad or I'm pissed, I don't want no parts of you. I almost don't want you to. And that's understandable in the moment. Me. That's understandable yeah. in the moment. Can, can I ask the question? Go ahead. Another question. How many of y'all love a woman? A no, woman, woman, woman. You said we love women. With a woman, you know I got a nopalectic, but you know <laughs> what is going on right now? <laughs> nah, but seriously, everybody seriously. Google that word to find out what that <laughs> right, means. Right, all right, and then apply nah. it to this conversation. <laughs> right, Go but ahead. now, how many of us love a woman that uh, will actually initiate the act? If that makes any sense to to y'all? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Right. So what I'm saying is if this: If I'm in the mood, but. <laughs> John crazy. Listen, I don't care if I'm in the mood or not in the mood. If my woman initiate the act, I will never tell her no. That's a great thing, brother. That's, yeah, but that's the problem awesome. is, if you initiate the act, more than likely they can tell you no sometimes. When sometimes, I'm tired, though, I might be like, I, I, hey, I'm never come. too tired. I'm going to tell you why, though. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to hear that. I'm big on performance. And if okay. I don't feel like I'm going to put it down, I'd rather not do it. So, Seriously. I, listen, I talked to River about this before. Okay. I feel like this. If the woman's not satisfied, I didn't have a great time having adult time, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, definitely. Right. So definitely. I agree with that. So, even, so this almost leads to when a married woman or a woman that's been living with somebody for a long time that feel like, hey, uh, you know what? I'm just going to toot my butt up and let him get some. He can get some, but it's almost like, he got some, but it's like, huh, that's not really what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. I don't know if that makes any sense to every man in the world. Yeah. But to me, if you just going to toot it up, I really don't want it. Yeah. I want you to p- participate yeah. Yeah. and want it. Yeah. Because when yeah. you want it, we both want it. Yeah. And we both going to be satisfied at the end of the hey, day. That make that's you want to work even about. harder. Exactly. That's so that's just Absolutely. how I feel about that. Absolutely. I'm not going to talk no more. I just want to say something. Go ahead. Yes, I want to hear a little so bad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bar. <laughs> little John. But get, getting back to the topic, we kind of swayed off a little mm-hmm. bit. Men definitely love harder than women when it's real. Yeah, I agree. Because a lot of men do fake the funk. We're not talking about them. Scott put emphasis on that. I think Rip did as well. We're not talking about the ones that are faking it. We're talking about the ones when they really in it, uh-huh. they in it for real. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so to that, to that post, it's... A hundred percent correct. Men mm-hmm. love harder yeah, than women. I'm gonna say this last thing. Go ahead. Like women, when I understand y'all go through a lot of things when it comes to relationships and some men is just trying to hit or whatever they trying to do and they not all in. 
but y'all can't hold on to that that type of energy. Y'all yeah. can't keep holding on to that because y'all keep carrying that. Y'all gonna carry that into every yep. single relationship that y'all are in, yep. and that y'all y'all might miss out on something that's great. I mean, it's, it goes both ways, but just to, but just to that pass thing. that on. But it also goes back to something I said in another episode. The 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 key, and I'm a, I get dog for this comment every time <laughs> I say it. The key is not giving them the butt, because if a man give you his all and he ain't hit it, when that's the one that you really you really got, and that, I think that's why abstinence was pushed so hard at one time is because if a man really rock with you yeah, and he ain't getting it, exactly. then he really rock with you. And, I and totally that's what agree. I say in the yeah. previous episode, just because a man is showing you effort don't mean nothing. He, sh- he could be showing that effort to get that ass. Yeah. He could be mm-hmm. doing everything possible just to get that ass. Absolutely. As soon as he get that ass, he gone. Can I, can so I don't, don't just be putting effort on everything that a man does. Can yeah. I, can I Sometimes that man just ain't feeling you because... You just in a in a different type of space that he wants to be in. Yeah. Rip. Well. Because we don't have no female here. So how would a female distinguish whether or not they should be give this man all the effort or not? Time and money. Hey, that's, and money? that's one way. Time and money. But at the same time, when when it comes all down to it, don't hold on to that baggage. Don't mm. hold on to that baggage. Let me let me tell you why I say time and money. A dude that you ain't let hit. And he still give you his time and his money? That's true. That's a big indicator. That's not true because I will do that shit for a minute. Until you get some I used to do that. Like, nah, for real. I used to do that. I said, he's going to hang in there. But yeah, I would. In a heartbeat. But you got to cut off. That's you true. Gotta true. Cut off. That's true. And most niggas got to cut off. Or any nigga Trifling niggas ain't going to last 30 days. Yes. That's and true. Just, just like on, <laughs> on girlfriends, remember, Joan used to have that 30, that, that three month rule. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, you know, you can have all the rules you want to have, but it don't mean nothing. I mean, because it's, it's, it's all about what the dudes cut off is. And I'm going to tell you another thing. I'm going to give this tip and then I'm going to get off it because dudes be killing me. They're <laughs> yeah, like, dude, you be. <laughs> you get too yeah. much information. But let me, I'm going to do this and I'm, and I'm done with it. Find you a guy that's busy. Oh. And the reason why I say that is because a guy that's busy is the guy that's got to make, he's got to make time, time for you. For you. Mm-hmm. Y'all get niggas that sleep on the couch all day. And play Madden. And, and play Madden. And Hold games. up, y'all niggas tripping. What's I play Madden. No, but, but you go to work. I'm fucking with y'all. I'm fucking with y'all. What's interesting about John's point, that's a great point, because this is something that I've seen on social media that women has been pushing. Women, I've seen a lot of women on social media been pushing the fact that you even want a broke girl or you want a girl that's working. So why isn't the isn't it the other way around? Mm-hmm. So just like John said, if this guy's busy and he's actually making time for you, then that's something you sh- you need to be paying attention yep. to. Yeah, mm-hmm. get you somebody that's busy because because a couple things. I'm gonna tell you this is how my girl. I'm gonna tell you this is honestly how my girl capitalized. I was busy because she came to me in a time where I had I had took in a um I had took in a fall. I'm gonna use that word. I had took in a fall where I wasn't completely on top of my game. So I was working to get back to a point that I was at. And because of that focus, mm-hmm. she benefited because she knew he busy, he trying to get something done. So when he gives me his time, I know it's quality time because 
He don't have the time to give. That was the one thing. The other thing was I was too busy to juggle multiple women. Mm. So the time, the extra little bit of extra time that I had, it went to her. And she benefited because I didn't have time for mm. multiple women because I was focused on something. Mm-hmm. I had to get my money right. I had to get my credit mm-hmm. back right. I had to, because I had just went through a divorce. I went through losing a job. You know, my crazy ass and prideful ass didn't take unemployment. I was like, fuck that. I'm going to live off my savings. But then my savings started getting hurt. Then I was like, yo. So I, I had went through a grind mm-hmm. period and I was focused. Another way she benefited is I would never forget how she was there for me when I was down. That's, that's, a, a, that's another good supported. point. The fact that, that John is saying how he was busy, he had a goal in mind, he wanted to get this done. But a lot of times, women holding on to so much baggage, they looking at a man being busy as a is that he has he's juggling other women. Yep. That's a fact. Yep. Yep. <laughs> a lot of women feel like they should test the car before they even get in it. And that's right. If that makes I'm that also, it make I'm also a person before you buy says, it, I'm sorry. Yeah, but I'm also a person that's never gonna say um or never tell a woman what to do or not to do with her body. If you want to shit, give him a little bit. Give him a little bit, girl. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm just giving you different ways that you can determine, you know, if it's real or not. Mm-hmm. Now, real, I have girl. been in situations, and I'm and I'm and I'm seriously, we going a little after this. I've been in situations where it was I didn't come into it about the sex. I didn't even barely talk about it, and because of that, I got it. Because they was like, damn, dude, we've been kicking it for a month. You ain't said nothing about no sex. You ain't came on to me. And it's turning me on. I've had girls say, it's turning me on that you have not come on to me, Uh that you have not tried to touch me in any type of way or Mm -hmm. anything. And I want to fuck you so bad because you must be like the greatest guy in the world. (laughs) Oh, you fucking somebody else. All right, but anyway. No, but I'm just saying. You didn't have that thirsty vibe. I didn't have that thirsty thirsty vibe. vibe. And that that makes women real comfortable. That's a fact. If I had a bail, I'd ring that junk. Hey, that was a real good conversation, fellas. Littles, you got some reviews. Break it down for us. Yeah, that that was great. Uh, I took a break while y'all was talking about all that. You ain't taking a break, nigga. You was there. Was I? (laughs) You talked about it. If you didn't see me, I wasn't there. Well, okay. Um, finally, my part—the only part y'all need to listen to. <laughs> nah, I'm fucking with you. We would that. All right. Um, back with my movie review. I just got—I just got one quick one. Um, the legend Denzel Washington dropped a new movie this week, Equalizer Part Two. His first sequel he's ever done in his career. Damn, for real? Yeah. Wow. He I said he still got notes. He said uh, he never did a sequel because. None of them warranted one. Right. So, wow. Okay. So this is the first time. He's returning as uh, Robert McCall. He's a former CIA operative turned vigilante for hire. And in this one, when he's not helping folks, he's a Lyft driver. Wow. That's <laughs> funny. For real? Because the first yeah. one, he worked at Home Depot. Yeah, he worked, yeah, at, the, yeah. he worked at the fake Home Depot joint. <laughs> All right. And um, in this one, um, a fam- it starts out with a family is killed over in Europe. And a close, fi- a close friend is working it and is about to solve it, and she's killed. I'm not giving you anything away that's, that's in the trailer. Yeah, gotcha. It's, it's a real good friend is killed, so he, he takes it upon himself to get revenge. He said he's going to kill everybody. Damn. And he said the, the only thing that sucks about it, he can't kill him twice. Yeah, he said that in the trailer. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So um, this time he actually used a gun in this movie. For Cause real? Because he, he didn't use a gun in the first one. He definitely one. didn't. Yeah. He was killing them. I didn't realize that. He was punishing nah, people with the Home Depot tools. Yeah. In the end of yeah. It. <laughs> um, 
It's very violent. If you've seen the first one, you know what you're getting in this one. Yes. Various different ways of wait. getting murdered. He <laughs> slicing someone's throat with a credit card. It's our, it's our version of John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is our John Wick. It's one, I love the movie for the action, and I'll watch Denzel do anything because right. I'm a fan. only thing I didn't like about it is the side stories. They could have missed me with that. It's a story with like the Holocaust and the old guy he's driving to and from the hospital. He could have, they could have left that out and give me more action and more killing. Okay. Because that's what I, well, I didn't pay for it, but this is what I come <laughs> to see. Right, right. Now, other than that, that was the only problem I had with it. It's, it's, it's relatively short. It's not even two hours. It's straight to the point. You know what you're getting. A lot of death, a lot of violence. Uh, I give it a three and a half out of five. I took over half a point because of that side story. Gotcha. It, it could have uh, been good. Okay. Definitely okay. Thought okay. Not that. better than the first one. Okay. I, thought it, I thought it was real good. All right, talk okay. about it. I okay. thought it was, if not as good as the first one, better. Rip. For the simple fact that um, the first movie, they didn't have an end fight scene with the, with the main antagonist. Mm-hmm. But in the second one, they had a, a final fight scene with the main antagonist. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's what put it over the top. Okay. But I thought it was pretty much on the same level as the first one. So, yeah. Okay. Because I felt good. like in the first one, they had to give us some a little more backdrop of who he is yeah, or who I, he I had become. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like in the second one, they probably could just get straight to the... They gave you even more context of who he was Oh, in the okay. Mm. okay. Okay. Excellent and stuff. Also, the the young man who played in Moonlight was pretty good in this movie, too, yeah. Yeah, as uh, um, one of his neighbors. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like something... Well, I'm going to check it out because it's Denzel. Yeah. <laughs> so since we're talking about Denzel and the Equalizer and all that good stuff, um, top five Denzel movies, mm. Littles. <laughs> Or oh, anybody. Any, any order? Hey. Any order. No okay. particular order. No just top five okay, uh, movies. Everybody looks going to Training Day on it. Okay. I'm sorry. It just has to. Training Day, and I got a soft spot for John Q. That movie, damn, they brought me to tears. Nah, yeah. I, I only seen that once, and yeah. I can never watch it again. John, wow. John Q, Training <laughs> Day. Um, I may put the first Equalizer on it because was, he was doing his thing in that one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Devil with a Blue Dress is great. To that me. Was yeah. good. I yeah. love that movie. Yeah. That was good. That Most good slept movie. on Denzel movie yeah. all time. And Don Cheadle's performance Don Cheadle was, was great. amazing. Yeah. What's that, three? That three uh, or four? That's, that's, that's three? That's three. That's, that's three. That's three. That's three. That's three. That's that's three. Train, train, train and Day, John, John Q, Q. Equalizer. No, no, that's four. That's four. Oh, that's four. Oh, that's four. And one more. Damn. I don't even know. I like. Uh, you seriously gonna leave this movie on? If I'm getting nothing. some big folks, don't say nothing. Go ahead. Yeah, that's, <laughs> you that's seriously wrong. gonna leave it on? Oh damn, Malcolm X! Yeah, oh I'm my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Right, I'm gonna rock real quick. Sorry, brother. Training Malcolm. day uh-huh. in no particular order. Training day, Malcolm X, Devil in the Blue Dress, uh, American Gangster. Okay. And uh, five. I'm gonna go Equalizer. All right. So I got uh, Training Day. Equalizer, Man on Fire. Oh, Malcolm damn. X, mm. Oh, good one, good one, good one, good one. Oh, my God. What's the last one? I had this on my mind. Oh, my God. Man on Fire was a good one. Man on Fire. I, I had it on Did my mind. Did you say Training Day? Yes. Oh, okay. It was Training Day, Malcolm X, Man on Fire, Equalizer. Uh-huh. Oh, my. See, I never oh. seen Devil in the Blue Dress. Okay. And I never seen, Uh, it was another one y'all said. Which one you said, Little? American Gangster. American Gangster. Okay, there we go. Mo Better Blues. Mm. Wow. What the hell is that? I've never seen that. Malcolm X. Um, 
Man on Fire. Damn, I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, Man on Fire was great. Um, I say Malcolm X, so that's three. Malcolm X, Man on Fire, Mo' Better Blues. Uh, out of time. Equalizer oh, two. Oh, that's a ball. Out of time. That's my favorite Denzel that's movie of all ball. time. Out of time. That's my favorite one. Thank you, little. Out of time. Down in Miami. Down in Miami. That's my favorite. That's my favorite Denzel movie of all time. Eva Mendes. Man of yes. Fire and Out of Time yes. is that like the out same movie though? No, out of time. That's my favorite Denzel. Yeah, that's shit when they was hanging over the balcony, right? The twist that turns in that movie is just Damn, I got to watch it again. I've seen it, but I'm throwing a blank on it. Go ahead, Scotty. Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Malcolm X. There you go, Scott. Wouldn't expect anything different. What about the boxing show? The hurricane. hurricane, 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 the hurricane great. was good. Yeah. Uh, he was in the soldier story. That was good. Yeah, yeah. Hurricane. Story. Malcolm yeah. X uh, heard the hurricane soldier story. Did you know him and Gene Hackman? They was on a submarine. Was nah. that the hunt for Red October? No. Nah, um, nah. That's Crimson, Crimson Tide. Crimson Tide. Tide. That jump was good. Can't forget about Glory. He won an Oscar. Glory, Glory, Glory. 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 Oh, and remember the Titans? I forgot about remember that movie. I've never seen that movie. I've never seen it. Oh, you watch gotta watch it tonight. tonight. No, I'm not tonight. watching that tonight. I'm back. I'm back. That pause. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got stuff to watch. Yo, Denzel got, got some movies, got some and I'm gonna movies. say one that we didn't even think about. Deja Vu. Yikes. Oh, that's that my shit. Oh my god. That was probably my least favorite out of his movies. No, no. You want to know what the worst Denzel movie is? Virtuosity. I got one worse. I got one worse. Damn. Manchurian Candidate. No, I, I don't love, even know what that is. Sure. Hey, I never seen that. Listen, one. listen, y'all. Listen, that podcast one. listeners. We used to go to the <laughs> movies every week, like seven, eight deep. We saw the Manchurian Candidate, or we bought tickets to the Manchurian Candidate. <laughs> <laughs> we went from where we live out here in Fort Washington, Oxen Hill, wherever we stay at, to Arundel Mills yep. for a twelve forty show. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> By 1.15, the whole row was asleep. No, nah, remember that time we went to see the uh, Chronicles of Riddick? Everybody was yes. asleep except for me. No, nah, I saw it too. Yeah, I was okay, up. Yeah, and Rundle Mills. <laughs> Some overnight days. Yeah, that was the overnight days. We used to work overnight. Oh, man. It's the You and You podcast, yes, man. Yes, we it, just... it ain't over yet. I got one, oh, more, oh, one, one quick thing. I'm sorry, real my quick. There's a quick little review. Uh, Wiz Khalifa dropped Rolling Papers 2. How was that? It's a three and a half out of five. I'll give you a detailed review next time. But more importantly, I got three songs to check out. Sometimes by Nick Grant, Make It Last by Kennedy Road, and Way, W-A-Y, by someone named Paris Lane, L-A-I-N. Those are my three songs to check out this weekend okay. in the rain. Everybody so check it. that out. Let's check it out. Check it out. Hey, Littles is the man when it comes to these reviews. Yes, Did sir. you review Wolf's in? No, because a week passed, and you know, I figure everybody already saw it, so... I, I mean, we could, we could do it next time. All right, we do it next time. Okay. It's the You and You podcast. We thank you all for your support. The numbers Fair. are looking good. Please tell a friend. Please share us with somebody you know that you think uh, might enjoy it. Um, we're open for your reviews. We're open for your comments. Uh, if you got any suggestions for the show, you can hit us up at... Um, what's the Instagram now? The Instagram now Oh, is... let me let me talk about that real quick. yeah. So it was brought to our attention. We had been using the UNU podcast heavy. It was brought to our attention that the the real name of the show is much more effective. It's much more interesting. So uh, 
sorry guys, we didn't have a meeting about it, but we decided we're going to go ahead and start using the full name more mm-hmm. instead okay. of That's the cool. you and you. As long as they mm-hmm. find us. So right. we changed the Instagram from so, you and you podcast yeah. to unproductive yeah. underscore unapologetic. Uh-huh. That is the new page everywhere except for Twitter because we couldn't do that name on Twitter. So it's still you and you on Twitter. But everywhere else, and we're going to give a better effort to push the unproductive and unapologetic of, of the show. That's so right. We're doing it for y'all. We're doing, doing it, it for, for y'all. you guys. So with that being said, we're open to all your reviews, your comments, any suggestions. Hit us on unproductive, unapo- unproductive underscore unapologetic on Instagram. You can DM, DM us your questions, topics, anything you want us to talk about, touch on. Even if you want to ask us about uh, to go back on something that we talked about on a past show, um, based on something you feel and all that good stuff. So with all that being said, tell a friend, share us. We need all the support we can get. The numbers have been looking great, but we want to keep on growing. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. It's the You and You podcast, unproductive and unapologetic. I'm your boy, O-King Johnny, O-H underscore K-I-N-G underscore Johnny. Next to me is... It's your main man, Littles. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at Littles1126. And always remember, I may not be much to you, but I'm the shit out in Africa. <laughs> Next to him is... <laughs> Scott, author of Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy, available on Amazon.com. Facts. Go ahead, Rip. Okay, it's your boy, Rip. Catch me on greatestiamblog.com. On Instagram, check out my latest IGTV post about my latest therapy talk. That's Instagram, greatest.i.am.blog. Next to it's him your is. boy, son, the mother lover, cold word, golden corral, because your mother's all I can eat. <laughs> say, that, say that one more time. <laughs> it's your boy, son, the mother lover, cold word, golden corral, because your mother all I can eat. <laughs> <laughs> it's the you and you podcast, y'all. Yes.